Welcome to the Warning Track Power Hour. I'm Andrew Scaff. He's Mike Werman. I'm going to talk today about the uh, Chiefs roster positions. Uh, before we get into that, uh, what is your beverage of choice for today's uh, show? Oh, uh, glad, glad you asked, Andrew. Uh, <laughs> I'm drinking, as usual, I'm drinking an old German. Uh, old German. Old German. Once the... Uh, uh, now it's uh, made in Pittsburgh, and where the old... Um, uh, Rolling Rock uh, factory was uh, the glass line tanks at Old Latrobe, which once um, Does Rolling Rock not, not exist anymore. Well, the well, well, Rolling Rock is now made in St. Louis because Anheuser-Busch bought it, and so yeah. now now people get a Rolling Rock bottle or whatever it says made in St. Louis, Missouri, rather than Latrobe, Pennsylvania. Um, Where's the worst uh, place in the state, right? <laughs> St. Louis or Latrobe? Uh, I can go to St. Louis. I don't know anything about Latrobe. You know, there is a world famous athlete who is now deceased. From Latrobe, also associated with a beverage. Okay, enlighten enlighten me. This is Arnold Palmer. Uh, he was oh. of his courses. Pro PA, huh? He was from Latrobe, PA. Hmm. Now, it's outside Pittsburgh, uh, sort of a um, old steel mining type town that's outside of Pittsburgh. And now they make among they make Iron City beer there, and also um, old German and some other German. Yeah, but old German. It was once made in Cumberland, Maryland, which was known as the Queen City. Mm. It was once the second largest city in Maryland. Wow. Much like... Uh, where, where does it fall now, though? It's pretty small, but Maryland, the way they um, have cities, a lot of their cities are not technically cities. It's weird to become incorporated as a city, I think, in Maryland. So, like, some of the bigger places, like even, like, Silver Spring and stuff like that might not count technically as cities were like boroughs or something i don't know exactly how they do it it's unincorporated it's, yeah I was, doing like a, I was doing like a sporkle quiz you know for the top cities or whatever and i couldn't figure out how maryland calculated it um, hmm. I mean, have, have you played that game have you seen that the, this um game called geoguesser have you seen that at all is that like the world like wordle no it's it's um it, it gives an image and you have to try to guess where it is Oh, um, it's just um, off of nothing but the image itself. So you can sort of like zoom in on different areas and see if you can figure out you know, something. Or um, if you do like, the world ones, then you know some of them can be pretty difficult. But you might be able to spot like a, a street sign or something, and at least tell what language it is. Language and, then is there. and then you get points based on how many miles or kilometers, depending on how you've been setting. Oh, like, interesting. Uh, from where your guess is to like where the actual location was. That seems somewhat familiar because I used to read. Um... Andrew Sullivan used to have a blog where he would have viewers write in and, and take pictures out their window and they would be called the view from their window contest. Whoa. And people would try to guess and, and where that place was from that window picture. That's, that's cool. Yeah. That's, that's, I found pretty similar to that. So right, same idea. I don't know, but, yeah. And that's not, it's not like it's the most original unique idea ever, but it might, it maybe was inspired by that. What, what are you drinking today? Uh, uh, today I'm drinking. I wasn't. I wasn't expecting anyway. The first taste was uh, not quite what I thought. Anyway, this is a blue moon. What is the uh, specifically the uh, mango weed, which I'm not necessarily a big mango fan. So uh, <laughs> it's fine. It's fine though. It seems it's uh, it is drinkable. You uh, mentioned. I want to mention the Iron City beer. They they have a mango flavor as well that comes out the summer. So I uh, I enjoyed it when I had it. Um, my uh, girlfriend MJ did not enjoy it when she drank it, so but she has more manly tastes, I think, than, than I have uh, when it comes to beer. 
punched. Normally, if I would have seen, if I would have noticed that it said mango, and I would have said um, hard pass, but uh, it seems seems okay. But it's, 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 uh, packaging was uh, confusing <laughs> enough to get you to buy it. From here, it just looks like blue moon. So, well, it's the same color, isn't it? Maybe I think so. Oh, I think it's the same. I don't know. I don't see colors that well. So, <laughs> even on can labels, yeah, not, not the. Uh, not that, not the, um, you know, if you're oh, thinking about your, uh, like, oh, race. I see, I see races from a mile away, but uh, <laughs> I, 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 uh, colors of, 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 uh, you know, advertising or, or clothing, things like that are, are very difficult for me to see. Also, also, I'm not that racist, but medically, medically, <laughs> medical. <laughs> yes. yes, it's part of my Tourette's syndrome where I have to call it out, call it out. Right. It's like Tourette's with the eyes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On that note. <laughs> so should we uh, recap uh, what uh, from our from our first um, talk on this? Uh, we went through a couple of positions um, of the Chiefs roster, predicting uh, who's going to make make the uh, finished final roster. Uh, how, how have we done so far, Mike? We, we went through um, quarterbacks, running backs. Uh, how are we doing? So far so good um it seems like although the there's been a little bit of development i would say in the weeks since we've done that um in the fact that we have some players maybe who are challenging for roster positions that were maybe not thought to be and maybe um some veterans who might be on the roster bubble um quarterbacks when we uh first visited this topic there were four quarterbacks uh in camp uh patrick mahomes uh chad henney Shane Bouchelle and Dustin Crum, uh, undrafted free agent. Bouchelle was also an undrafted free agent last year. Um, Crum has been released in the early um, cuts, which I don't think surprised anybody. We thought perhaps maybe he could latch onto the practice squad, depending on what happens um, elsewhere. Uh, but Shane Bouchelle has been playing pretty well in the preseason. He's been throwing some touchdown passes. He's been showing some scrambling ability. Whereas I think Chad Henney, the veteran, hasn't shown a whole lot. Um, he hasn't really played a whole lot, though, either. I think they, they kind of know what they had from him. So I don't think they were really focusing on on seeing what he was capable of doing in this preseason, at least. They already know. Yeah, they know. But he's, and he's he also has um, a decent-sized salary of – I think uh, $3 million or so. Three, I think he's making $3 million this year. Maybe. It sounded like that may be due to him whether or not he makes a roster or not. So yeah, I, may as well have him, I guess. I think if he like, – okay. But when it comes to roster spots, you only have 53. And if you really want somebody to stay, maybe that's not, a, not out of the question because maybe Bouchelle has played his way onto the roster. Carrying three quarterbacks would would uh, bump somebody else off uh, the roster, and you know maybe they would say, "Well, Penny is somebody that's probably not going to latch on anywhere. Maybe he would as a backup, but you know why not? You know he might he might just be available to be pulled off the street if they need if they need a backup. But I I would say that I don't know. I don't think I don't think there's any real benefit in keeping Henny. Um, you know, I think I think if Mahomes goes down, that's really that's pretty bad uh, for right. Chiefs. Uh, and Bouchelle, at least, you know, 
why why even you know bring quarterbacks like Bouchelle in if you don't think you're ever going to need to uh, to use them? Um, you know, I would say yeah. I, I think it's now it's much it's a question of you know are we gonna are they going to keep Bouchelle or are they going to maybe get rid of Henny as well um, and just keep the two quarterbacks? Um, Matt Nagy is back. Um, Eric Bieniemy is in the quarterback room. So is Andy Reid. I don't know if you need just another veteran guy out there. Um, Mahomes is the veteran now. Maybe he can uh, mentor uh, Bouchelle if it comes to that. Um, you know, I would personally give it a hand. He played sort of well in the Cleveland Browns playoff game. You know, he got, he ended up uh, icing that game with the pass to Tyreek Hill a couple of years ago, but he's you know not a world beater right and usually i think typically too if you have um an opportunity you have to move to a second quarterback um you don't go from a mobile quarterback to an immobile quarterback as your backup um more of a pocket passer it's usually the other way if you start with a with a relatively uh, stable pocket passer your backup guy is going to be somebody that's going to either be exactly the same or be totally different. But yeah. You I, don't go back to, you don't go backwards anyway. Yeah. I think you don't want the defense to say, now we can just tee up on the quarterback. We can, we can rush the passer every down. And if he can't move very well, he's just going to get sacked all the time. Right. We want, we want somebody who can navigate that because they're going to, there's going to be increased pressure on the quarterback because they're going to blitz more if it's a, if it's a backup. Right, uh, a non-backup for sure. I would say because the the starters are they're more trained against the blitz and they can move around and feel. And, and Mahomes is one of the best quarterbacks against the blitz anyway. Right. Um, so if you're gonna blitz somebody, maybe Bouchelle is a better person to have out there because he can at least scramble around for a little bit. Um, Henny, he wasn't immobile. He's not. He wasn't Dan Marino back there, but he's. He's on, was he 37, something like that? He's, he's approaching our age. Yeah. So um, maybe it's time to cut bait. Uh, but I, but Reed is known for his loyalty and usually for sticking around with, guy, with guys for too long rather than getting rid of them too early. Um, you know, you could see that with some of the defensive players last year. Yeah. For this, for this it doesn't really matter. I think if they keep him or don't keep him, they're going to have to pay him anyway, I think, right? So, you may as well just have them, I think, unless there's some reason to not. And I don't think there's a reason to not have him at this point. If he ends up becoming a starter uh, because of the because of an injury or something, and then all of a sudden he's not performing well, I think they'll cut him like immediately, right? And they'll move on to somebody else. Well, the back they'll, they'll bench him at least. I don't think yeah. they'll cut him because then they. I think they. I think it also depends on whether Bouchelle be picked up by some other team or not. Yeah, because they seem to be relatively comfortable with him though. From the preseason games, they. He's, yeah, it started one of the games, right? So yeah, at the end of last year, um, the the Cardinals were having some um, injury troubles with uh, Kyler Murray going down. Some of his backups uh, getting hurt too. So they were uh, the the Cardinals were ready to pick Bouchelle off the Chiefs pack practice squad, put on the active roster, um, and so the Chiefs actually had him on the fifty three. Mm. Um, a few weeks at the end of the season, so they might do that. I, I could see them doing that again. So I think I'm leaning more now the Chiefs are going to keep three quarterbacks because uh, I would personally I would get rid of Henny um, and save that spot for somebody else and maybe keep Henny around in a um, 
kind of advisory role if he, if he doesn't latch on someplace else um, and that he could come back if, if need be because um, he knows the offense and he's been playing. I, I don't see that happening because also because it's 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 like throwing three like three million dollars out the window, and they've you know, already they've already thrown it away, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, I know. They, they may as well they may as well if they keep him, they may at least have a chance to like have him do something. If they get rid of him, then it's like totally wasted it. Yeah, so I I I, I think they keep all three. Yeah. Um, what do you think, Andrew? I, yeah, I don't I don't see any other way around it right now. Anyway, so. Um, but that could impact what they do with the running backs if they keep three quarterbacks. Um, yeah, we, have we also have a question of four, four running backs that are um, really decent choices, I think. I don't yeah, think yeah. any of them are kind of all-world choices, but I think uh, all four of them have been decent. Uh, you want to transition over to the running backs? Yeah, absolutely. Or, yeah. I mean, um, well, in the last um, couple of preseason games, though, Pacheco has been really good. And Ronald Jones was great in the last – um, game too so yeah and you brought him as a free agent yeah are you probably predicting him to be the backup or the kind of 1a running back with Clyde edwards alaire um you also brought back jerick mckinnon so there's four guys pacheco the seventh round draft pick mckinnon the sort of playoff star uh that the chiefs had at the end of the season ronald jones who had a very successful career uh, at least at the beginning of a career at Tampa until he was replaced by Leonard Fournette, which again, Fournette's one of the better backs in the league. So it's not like saying, you know, Virginia Jones isn't um, talented. And then Clyde right. Edwards was a first round draft pick who's been hurt a lot, hasn't really lived up to the hype, um, hasn't been quite as good as, you know, some other picks of uh, some other running backs of that draft class, like uh, um, Jonathan Taylor or somebody like that. But um He's not going anywhere either. This is kind of a make or break season, probably for Edwards Alaire. Um, the Chiefs have a fifth year option that they can give him, um, but they'll probably want to see how well he does um, here uh, this season. So, um, and then they or, yeah. recently released a, um, re- recently released uh, Latan, uh, Fleet Davis, too, right? Yeah, Fleet Davis, who was never probably a, a serious candidate for the roster. They also released uh Dirk Gore on an injury settlement um he is somebody who played for the Chiefs last year at, at times he's probably a practice squad candidate he broke his thumb uh and they gave they, they originally just designated them injured reserve but then they decided to give him an injury settlement which means he could come back to the Chiefs at some point this year mm-hmm. um he could be picked up by another team or he could land on the practice squad it sounded like they were interested in trying to retain him in some way yeah um because he did pretty well last year I think so yeah. But he's not going to be on the active roster at least at the beginning of the season. So we have four running backs. But because because of injury and then a technicality for uh, salary wise, I think right, it was just to sort of stash him away basically, right? If they can do it this way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, do you think that that? So the question right now is whether Ronald Jones keeps his spot because Pacheco has been a little bit better than um, what people thought. I think seventh round draft pick um, has some kick returning ability. Um, it has, did, was he returning kicks in uh, preseason games? Or was um, I saw, like Sky Moore was returning kicks? Sky Moore pr- yeah, returned some punts, I think. Yeah. Casey Coleman, uh, Corey Coleman. Excuse yeah, me. Coleman, I saw. Yeah, I saw the returned some stuff. I think Pacheco did as well. Um, Pacheco so, have like, um, like elite speed, though, right? Isn't that what is. Uh... Yeah, he's very fast and he's pretty powerful. 
he doesn't necessarily seem to have the best vision, although he showed a little bit more vision last preseason game. Uh, same game that Jones kind of uh, had some good runs in as well. So it's hard to say. But Pacheco, they're probably not. He's a draft pick. They're probably not going to get rid of him. Yeah, because because again, he's 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 gotten kind of a lot of publicity in camp, and um, I you know some other team is probably going to pick him up, and he's um, uh, so I would say, you know, the, the Chiefs keep three or four running backs. They're going to keep Edwards Hilaire. They're going to keep McKinnon. Mm-hmm. And they're going to keep Pacheco. Do you think they keep Ronald Jones as well? I'd say they'd be more likely to keep Ronald Jones if they only had two quarterbacks because that's an extra roster spot. But right, yeah. Well, I think um, I think they'll end up. I, I saw I recently seen um, talk about him being like potentially traded too, depending on on uh, what what's out there. I think for availability. Um, but um, like he's supposed to be one of the people to watch, I think at the yeah. at the um, end of the the cuts here, that, that the potential for him to be traded was a relatively high, at least anyway. But yeah, the Chiefs have done that before too. Carlos Hyde, you might remember from a couple of years ago, was traded. Uh, was it to Houston? <clears throat> that sounds right. Um, before the before the roster cuts, so um, he had. So the Chiefs have done that before. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think I think might be wise, but then you know, for draft picks or for future or for for other positions of need. But um, I could also see him keeping Jones because he's he's a good running back. Um, he's had you know had ninety eight yard touchdown runs in the league, uh, so that's something probably that um, Edwards Alaire will never have. He doesn't have that breakaway speed, uh, right? That, they, they may they may keep on keep Pacheco on, but have him be in like a kick return role initially just to see if there's going to be any injuries in the first couple of weeks and then shuffle the roster again based on how that how that plays out there may not be a lot of snaps for all these guys um in the running game though i mean they don't they're not run heavy anyway so um, keeping four running back seems crazy but i mean if they can get some like hybrid use out of them with another position then yeah they're going to be worth it you can and they can can line up out wide um, it was sort of he's, he's good pass catching too so they could <clears throat> use these as receivers uh, as well um, I'm not sure what they do I was thinking pretty certainly that they probably were going to get rid of Ronald Jones the way things were going but and Jones looked pretty good in the last preseason game although that may have been the way that the Chiefs wanted to showcase him to see what other teams might want Right, I'm sure they're away all options that they can at least too. But yeah, uh, the uh, so, I think they'll, they'll find a way to keep him if they don't trade him. I think is pretty much what it's going to end up being. I don't think they'll. I don't think they'll just release him. I think it'll be a trade or, or uh, he'll be on the roster. I think so too. I think they're trying to get something for him. Um, so he's either traded or, or on the roster. I would say. I I, I th- I'd say that's probably ninety percent likely. One of those two. Maybe maybe a small. They're gonna try to sneak him onto the practice squad. I don't think that's going to happen. Pretty tough. Um, yeah. How about, uh, should we uh, move on to um, wide receivers? Wide receivers, yeah. This is a interesting group as well. I think the Chiefs have several players that they know are going to be um, on the roster, but there's a lot of people on the bubble. Like um, four like, that are like locked, right? And then... Yeah, probably four. I would say probably, and then maybe five, even maybe yeah. five by this point with the way Justin Watson has been playing. Yeah. Um, so the four locks, of course, would be uh, the new second round draft pick, Sky Moore, 
a former second round draft pick in Nicole Hardman, the only experienced receiver really left uh, from last year. Experience for uh, Chiefs experience, at least. Yeah, yeah. It's only with Chiefs experience, yeah. Uh, the two free agent signings, uh, Marquez Valdez-Scanling and Juju Smith-Schuster, of course, are experienced them for other teams, uh, the Packers and the Steelers, but um, not for the Chiefs, but they're going to play for sure. They're, they're, they're locked in as, as starters. Um, so those are the four. Sky Moore, Nicole Hardman, Juju Smith-Schuster, and um, Marquez Valdez. What about, uh, what about Josh Gordon? That's the question, I think. Um, as he, he hasn't really shown a lot in the preseason. Um, he doesn't seem like he plays a lot of special teams. Um, but he was once an elite receiver in this league. He's been with the Chiefs now in o- over a year. You know, do they find room for him? Did he come in mid season? He came in mid season, didn't he, last year? Yeah, he came in like uh, week three or four or early. I, mean, I don't think he got into games until a few a few weeks later, though. Even right, but I don't think he really played a whole lot with the Chiefs. Yeah, he didn't catch a lot of balls. He didn't seem like things went very well for him. Like some of his early passes, when he had one deflected off of him and went for an interception, and yeah. and so he was kind of um, star-crossed, uh, but he's a potential uh, roster keeper. Um, the fifth receiver, though, seems to be right now with Justin Watson, the way he's played in the preseason. Uh, Mahomes has uh, raved about him. He's pretty fast. Um, he used to play for Tampa, like Ronald Jones. Um, so I think those – I think Justin Watson probably stays as a fifth, and then that makes the number six spot – they'll probably keep six receivers rather than – because they mm. run a lot of four wide receiver sets, um, I don't. I, I don't see them keeping more than six. Right. Um, Chains are one. At least one of these guys will end up on the uh, practice squad. Practice squad. Yeah. Um, again, maybe Josh Gordon would take a spot on the practice squad. Um, may not be able. I don't know. If you could, can you put? Because of a certain number of um, NFL experience, there are you can't have, have a number of veterans on the practice squad now. They changed some of those oh, okay. rules uh, after COVID, so I think you can have sixteen players. I think maybe four or eight can be veterans. I'm not quite sure what the what the number is, but um, he might also want to pack it up and go someplace else if he thinks he can still play. Mm-hmm. So um, you think another potential like trade option then, or just um... yeah, it could be a trade. Somebody else wants to take Josh Gordon, or maybe he'll get maybe he'll just be, get get uh, a spot in the roster. I don't know. Um, the, the special Dave Tobe, the special teams guy, likes um, wide receivers who can also you know return kicks and punts. So that's um, or or you know be gunners on on you know punt units things like that. So some people have said that Doris Fountain mm-hmm. might be the sixth receiver. Corey Coleman maybe. We also have fifth round draft pick last year who was on the practice squad last year cornell powell who has shown some um promise this camp as well from uh observers have mentioned uh jerry ely probably who's sort of hybrid running back wide receivers probably can be on the practice squad at best so i would say he's gone but we have like nine players really vying for six spots mm-hmm. and almost it seems that f- at least Four of them, maybe five of them, are certainties. Um, so, who would who would you keep? Uh, would you keep Gordon over uh, Fountain Powell or Coleman? I mean, I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna keep Josh Gordon, but that's my my expectation. I don't know if I would keep him necessarily, but uh, I think they're going to. 
Okay. Uh, um, but uh, I think I think Fountain will be on special teams though, so I think um, they'll use him like on the kick defenses and stuff like that. Do you think they'll keep seven receivers? Um, I, I mean, whether is he be classified as a receiver or is it going to be special teams? I guess they don't really keep special teams separate, right? It's like I think they'll. Well, the, the special teams guys would just be from the pool of players that are on uh, assigned other positions, right? Yeah. But, uh, or, or they'd be Harrison Butker, Tommy Townsend, just the, Chester, the specialists, the, right? Specialists, yeah. yeah. So yeah, I think yeah, I think um, like you said, the Ely practice squad. I think a lot of these guys are going to be practice squad. They're going to keep. I don't. I don't think. Any of them necessarily like, are going to latch on to a. It seems like uh, Coleman maybe kick a curve, mm-hmm. but it's it'd be hard to keep multiple guys around, um, like specifically as kick returners initially if they're not also um, have a spot in the as a wide receiver too. So I don't know. I don't know that he has a position there right now. Yeah, that's why I think that's why I think Gordon might be out because the special team because he doesn't really play special teams. So it might be Fountain or Coleman. It seems like they like Fountain though too. I don't know. I, they do I, like Fountain. I'm not quite sure why they like Fountain. But yeah. Usually, special teams guys they they have those guys that they like, and so maybe Fountain might sneak that sixth spot. Um, salary wise, um, Gordon uh, isn't due any more than Fountain is. He's, okay. actually, he's actually going to be um, less seventy thousand dollars less than uh, uh, D- Doris Fountain. Really? And and Corey Coleman both actually are nine sixty five k. And so he's at eight ninety five. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. And Ely is seven oh eight. Cornell Powell seven to five. So little, I mean, those it seems like by by how their salaries are set anyway, the um the cuts would be the uh like Watson, Ely, Powell would be out. Gordon would be right on the edge, right? Yeah. And maybe maybe they'd keep Fountain for more of a special teams guy, but have him listed as a um wide yeah. receiver. But yeah. For what it's worth on the Chiefs unofficial depth chart on um, KCChiefs.com on Chiefs.com, Juju and Marquez Valdez Scandling are listed as the f- first team wide receivers. Sky Moore, Nicole Hardman, the second team. Justin Watson and Doris Fountain are released are seen as the third team, with Gordon, Powell, Coleman, and Ely as fourth stringers. Really? Yeah. So they have also have Fountain ahead of any of those t- any of those guys, except for Watson, maybe. Interesting. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he he's, he plays on the outside, um, on the on punts. Um, well, I, well, he did last year anyway, right? Yeah. So yes, I think they might want to keep Fountain. Yeah. I don't know. I again, you need those guys. Um, but I think in some ways, special teams, it's important not to screw up, but it's also not as important because you know really. You shouldn't be punting as often as they punt. They shouldn't be punting as often as they punt. They should go for anyway, it. Yeah. And they should punt out of bounds more rather than punt to a person. So you don't need, you know, somebody downing the ball. You don't need somebody returning because you, know, you don't want anybody to return it because you don't want to create a risk of a big return. You want to kick it away from whoever is returning. You know, it's one of those things where there's there's very little, I guess, you know, if, if you play it really well, you can create a turnover, uh, if uh, you know you, you cause a, a muff or a fumble or something like that on the returner, but you can also have a big return against you and right, it's a it's a risky play always. Yeah. And kickoffs, you, yeah. And kickoffs, you want to have you should probably want to have a touchback every time. You know, you don't you don't want these uh, things to happen. You know, the only you know I, I would say 
I, yeah, the kicking game, it's one of those things where you have to have it. That's why it's still called football. But I would I would avoid it as much as possible. Um, and that that would make that would make me minimize some of those 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 kind of gunner downer roles. Right. Um, but that's not how the Chiefs probably think. Um, they still like to have big returns, you know, and things like that. So maybe he maybe Fountain is good at blocking on the outside for the punt return, um, yeah. things like that. So I think I think they'll keep Fountain, even though I would say the I think offensive um, prowess should be the priority. Um, and then special teams just do whatever you can, but that's not, I don't think how, how a lot of teams work. It's not how the chiefs work. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, the fact that Gordon's still around now, seems like they have some reason to want to try to give him a second chance basically. Right. In the league. Yeah. They want, they could have cut him early because he's better. And they thought, well, maybe we'll build a latch on or latch on someplace else. Yeah. And we'll give you that much, um, and yeah, they haven't done that. You know, there's still the possibility they'll bring somebody else in. You know, I don't know. Odell Beckham Jr. is still out there. That's uh, true. You, you, know, think you think they're in the running for um, for OBJ? First, for the two OBJs because Orlando Brown Jr. as well. Um, I don't really think so, but they have some cap. They have a little bit of cap room, and if he wants to take a very low salary for you know almost guaranteed playoff spots. Maybe he'd do that, but because the Chiefs don't, I think the Chiefs have a lot of talent at wide receiver. They don't have high end talent like they did with Tyreek available, but they have a lot of mid to upper level talent now. Um, I think Juju Smith Schuster is really good. I think all the scaling can be pretty good. I think Harvin's going to be a lot better without Hill around. Um, Sky Moore might be pretty good as well. So, like, they have. I'd say several average to above average receivers, which they didn't have last year. I don't think. I think they had kind of below average options after Hill. Um, when they, especially the way the season started, like McCall Hardman, he he was like a risk, an adventure every time he touched the ball. There were lots of like drop passes, fumbles. It was um, not looking very good for him last season, and then but he got it together though. I mean, he'd be pretty impressed with with how he recovered. Yeah, he half of the year and in the playoffs. He was great at towards the end of the season and really reliable too. So, um, yeah, he became much better. And this was man, sort it was of the case. To start the he was season. he was often of any of the receivers. He was the one who's most likely to be not on the same page as Mahomes. It seems like you can see that in the Super Bowl that they lost. Um, uh, Hardman missed some some routes. Uh, he dropped some passes, um, and I think he's yeah. As you said, those, he really came on the second half of last season. Mm-hmm. And so, so something clicked apparently for him personally. It must have, right? Because I mean, he was drafted to be Tyreek Hill basically because they weren't sure of Hill's availability, right? Uh, due to his um, off the field uh, lawsuit issues, which right. to be fair, seem like now in hindsight don't seem to be all his creation. He, uh, but um, you know, he has had a troubled. Uh, off the field uh, career and uh, now seems to be a bit disgruntled uh, that the Chiefs let him go given his comments about the Chiefs organization about Patrick Mahomes about uh, to a uh, title Malola, uh, and things like that but receivers I think yeah I don't I think their kid will keep six and 
five seem fairly certain that that one spot is up for grabs. And if you and if so, if, if Andrew Scaffer had the Chiefs, he would pick Josh Gordon. I I think they'll I think they'll have him. I don't I don't know that I if I was running the team I don't know, <laughs> but I, they must know something. It seems like if they would have if they were going to get rid of them they would have already done it. Yeah. Well, I don't I think they wouldn't either. They wouldn't have brought him into camp even if they didn't you know want him there, right? So I, it seems like they want him there. Okay. It may just be um like it like who's healthiest at the time too as to whether or not he makes it on the roster to start with or if they end up releasing him. But yeah, it seems like they're going to keep him. Okay. Yeah. I think they'll keep Fountain, but we'll see. Yeah. I don't know if I would keep. I don't think I would keep Fountain. I don't, I might go with Corey Coleman because I think he has he has more. Do you think they'll end up um, keeping an extra wide receiver on the roster than what what you normally expect? It's not like they, they, may, they may keep uh, one fewer tight end, I guess, right? They keep you one fewer tight end. They could keep only three running backs. They could keep only two two quarterbacks. Then there might be room for all these receivers. Um, it's hard to say because I'm sure there'll be some four receiver sets um, and things like that. So it'd be it'd be hard to think that they wouldn't keep like have lots of four receivers. <laughs> yeah, because that was their that was their standard sort of offense last year, right? Yeah. Well, well, Kelsey would be one of those receivers probably. Yeah, four wides. Um, and maybe one of the other tight ends, I think Fortson, especially Gray. Um, why don't we start talking about the tight ends? Because we have uh, some good options here as well, I think. Uh, although injuries have depleted um, the tight ends position. There are six tight ends currently on the Chiefs roster. Um, they need to cut some of those to get down to the 53. Um, we know Travis Kelsey's not going to be cut. Um, we know that. That would be a shocker. Noah Gray probably is not going to be cut. Fifth draft pick last year, seen as the kind of newer upper and comer, coming kind of all around tight end. Maybe not the receiver that Kelsey is, but maybe more of a more of a blocker, I think. Um, and uh, Jody Fortson, who was injured last year, made the squad last year, but was injured had a horrible um, was it Achilles injury last year? Sounds right. Or knee, sort or, or knee of some sort. Um, but he has you know been a big target in preseason games. He's caught multiple touchdown passes from Patrick Mahomes mm -hmm. um, and from other quarterbacks, I believe. Um, so he's going to be on the roster. The question mark right now is whether Blake Bell is going to stay on or not because he's been hurt. He has a hip injury that has required some surgery and whether he's going to go on injured reserve or become a, a kind of person they'll kind of try to bring back at some point. If he goes on IR right now, he's going to miss the whole season. Right. Um, well, there's the pup list though too, right? For uh some yeah. amount of time can you kind of stash somebody that way yeah but i think you have to have that person on your 53 before you can do, do uh the pup list okay so, so they'd have to um roster them and then um move them to the other list and then they could bring someone else on yeah or or they'd roster him maybe maybe they would actually move him to the ir if they rostered him first and then he could be come back after several weeks i think that's yeah. how it works i think the pup is only on preseason yeah. it's it's a strange system yeah are very arcane, but um, there was also Matt Bushman who had a great uh, preseason game. Uh, broke they, they signed to um, fill in for uh, for Blake Bell, right? Yeah, and then he broke his collarbone uh, after so catching two touchdown passes. Yeah, he's going to be out a couple of weeks. He's going to be out several weeks, a couple months probably. So, what do we do with him? Um, there's also Jordan Franks on the roster. He's probably just the odd man out, um, maybe practice squad candidate. Who knows? But he's probably cut. So there's five players two of whom are injured, 
for either four or three spots on the roster. Right. What do you, what do you what do, what would you do if you're Chiefs brass? Yeah, the in, the injuries make it really challenging uh, to figure out. But yeah, it seems, it seems like uh, Kelsey uh, Fortson are are I would assume locks. Kelvisky, obviously, but yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Noah Gray seems like he's been around for a little bit, right? So yeah, um, I don't think they'll remove Gray either. I would say Fortson and Kelsey are the top two. Then Gray is third, even though yeah he might be listed differently. That will probably, probably be it, though, right? They won't, yeah. They won't bring, I, don't I don't think they'll bring somebody else in. I don't think they'll... I don't think so either. Yeah. Bell, they like to run Bell as that kind of quarterback for the quarterback sneak. Because mm-hmm. like quarterback some in Oklahoma. Right. Because they, they believe... I don't, they, they, they're just spooked at, at sneaking Mahomes because he had that freak um, kneecap injury against the right. Broncos. Because they've had, they've had Kelsey do that as well. Yeah. Um, I would say that Bell is the person they could... I would I would say drop Bell no one, and uh, hopefully stash him away if they want him to come back from his injury. Um, mm-hmm. I, I would do the same for Bushman. I might only keep three tight ends right now since only three are health three are healthy and not have any injured guys on the fifty three man roster. But right, um, they but might how, how they can balance that with like the technicalities of the uh, other roster, the other roster uh, abilities, right? Yeah, I don't know what they'll do. That's 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 really. Um, a question. I think uh, I would say they keep. Well, yeah, because I don't. I don't know what a value an injured Bell has over. You know, even if he's healthy half the season, over somebody else who can be healthy the whole season in some other position. And I think you have Bushman, whose injury is serious but not as uncertain as Bell's. He has this weird hip injury that he had surgery on there. Quite sure what's going on with it. I don't think. Whereas I think uh, Bushman has kind of straightforward clavicle fracture, which, you know, is um, an injury that I suffered one t- once upon a time. If you remember when I was in, uh, I believe, third grade, I I, uh, yeah. I broke my collarbone um, playing basketball uh, on the Barcliffe Elementary School gym, uh, flo- the, the tile floor. Yes. Barcliffe Elementary School gym, but... Um, and that was different from the um, elbow injury at the end of high school, right? That was different. I've had several basketball-related injuries. That was basketball-related. That was outside, though. Yeah, that was outside. That was yeah, that was outside. I did break my elbow as well. So um, <laughs> that was the uh, the old group getting together for uh, one one last game. Playing one last game before graduate or after graduation or before graduation. Yeah, um, I think maybe in the summer, right before college started, right? So, yeah, it was the summer. I think it was maybe right after graduation. Because I don't know that I even heard that you're that you'd broken your elbow until like maybe after you were even healed. Because I didn't, uh, we didn't, we didn't go to the same school, so yeah, I had, to, yeah, I had a brace on it and stuff, and yeah, it was. I didn't have a cast because the way it was, it was like it's hard to put a cast in your elbow, uh, but right, uh, it kind of split the the ulna. Um, right. There. Yeah, it depends on the injury and how how do you have to immobilize it, right? Yeah, yeah. But anyway, that's a the, the clavicle injury that that fort that uh, um, Bushman has is through through a wrench into the plans probably to try to stash Bushman you know four tight ends and, and maybe do something with Bell. But now we have those two injured players we have to do something with. Right. Uh, I don't know. I would. They probably they aren't going to run too many four tight end sets. I don't think. No, um, unlikely. I'd say maybe keep three and then try to have. 
yeah that extra spot because that extra spot might be the quarterback spot that might be the running back spot we didn't talk uh about um michael burton the fullback but he could also probably fill in a tight end some um and things like that so i would say yeah burton back there as the as the kind of fullback which they want to keep um so I might just keep three tight ends and see what the inj- how the injuries shake out, and then you can bring those guys back. Yeah, I, it seems like a hip injury might be more likely to um, go ahead and IR somebody, but he is uh, like those uh, 30, 31 too, so he may be getting uh, a bit far along to yeah do that with because normally you'd stash sort of a young player if you had a situation like that. Um, it just say like, oh, well, this year's just going to be a write off we'll come back next year and see how this works. But I don't think you can do that with somebody. Uh, is that old? Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, this is Bell's last go-around with the Chiefs, probably, especially with Fortson and Gray as the kind of young up-and-comers. Um, and then perhaps Bushman as well. Um, Bushman's only 26, I believe. Um, Bushman is uh, 27. 27. Bulls of this thing, anyway. Or this is 27, age 27 season, I guess, right? He's 26 right now. He'll be 27 right. and uh november yeah some of these uh, some of these sites always they list as their age and you know, and you know that uh andy reed loves his byu players because he does, um, yeah. andy reed also went to byu um so uh he might be kept around so we have that that brings us to i think the final position group on the offense which is the offensive line the offensive line as a whole, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And we have to see how many players the Chiefs will keep on the offensive line uh, because that would also affect all these. So it's a lot of little pieces that, that fit together. And, you know, do the Chiefs keep 25 offensive players, mm-hmm. 25 defensive, and the three specialists, or do they keep 26? And then that leaves only 24 for defense. It's a real balancing act that the Chiefs have to do here. This seems like a, a trickier um, balancing act than, than they've had in the past because they have. I think more good players um, than uh, they've they've had before, or, or maybe players that haven't separated themselves uh, as much. Um, mm-hmm. What? Um, so, do you want do you want to go ta- you want to go by uh, position, or do you want within the offensive line, or do you want to do offensive line as a whole? Um, I guess we could do uh, by position. I guess right. Okay. Well, we have. Um, sort of center, I guess. Center, maybe? I guess this is most obvious. They're going to keep Creed Humphrey, uh, second year center now from Oklahoma, who was kind of an uh, all pro level player last year, one of the best centers in the league already. Um, yeah, what was the, what's the, um, there's that um, ranking system that they, that's um, the, the pro football focus. Years, yeah. yeah, that had him as the number one center. Him, yeah, yeah, among the top, maybe of all players, even too, right? Yeah, yeah he was position. really good. Yeah. I think he was at the top, yeah. Um, and so he would be kept as the t- as the starting center. The backup center is Austin Reiter, who's been decent. Nick Allegretti could also play center, perhaps as, mm. as a backup role. Um, Allegretti, of course, caught one of the caught a touchdown pass in the playoffs uh, last year. So he, he's going. to I think Allegretti is a he, he's a backup to either guard position and center. I think he is kept for sure. I'm not sure about Austin Reiter. Um, and we can come back to him. Yeah, we have the starting guards of 
Joe Tooney and Trey Smith. Mm-hmm. Both very solid. Trey Smith, the draft pick last year out of the sixth round out of Tennessee. The only reason he dropped so low is because he had some um, injury issues uh, that seemed to have been resolved, and and he's he's he seems to be okay now. Mm-hmm. Um, and Joe Tooney was signed to a big contract, and he's been one of the best guards, and could even maybe play tackle um, if need if if need be. Um, so those two are going to be kept. Al Grady is the, back, the primary guard backup. Um, so I think we have those four for sure. Uh, Tooney, Humphrey, Smith, and Al Grady. Um, the starting right, starting tackles right now at the left is Orlando Brown, um, who's playing for a big contract. He was on the franchise tag this year. Um, and then it seems like... Um, so that he'll make uh, $16.7 million this year. Yeah, and he himself is eight eight percent of the Chiefs roster. He wanted, I think, twenty five or so. I think he wanted a lot more. Um, he wanted um, Trent Williams type money. Um, he's not. He hasn't really proved himself to be an elite. I think left tackle, but he's certainly solid and much better than the backups that the Chiefs could could bring in. Um, and speaking of backups, really, they have sort of a backup at right tackle, who's the starting tackle is Andrew Wiley, who's kind of solidified as the um, um, as the right tackle, mm-hmm. um, so that's five plus Algaretti. That's six roster spots. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also Lucas Niang out there who is mm-hmm. on the pup list right now. Um, does he stay on this injured list, uh, or does he go? And get a uh, what happens with him? I think he can. St- I think he can stay on the pup list and then be brought back later. I'm not quite sure. I don't. You know, I don't. I'm not quite sure how all that um, rostering will work. Um, do you, Do you know if you? Could... I think. I think you can miss the first four games if you're on the pup list. Yeah, they have to keep him on the roster, though, or is that? I think I don't think they have to keep him on the roster. I think they have to make a roster spot when it comes available. It's a, it's like um, a waiver for the position. Yeah, I think so. So I think that's what they're going to do with Niang. Okay. Um, so he's not going to be a roster candidate, but he's not going to be a cut candidate either. Um, other people that the Chiefs have on the line. So we talked about Austin Ryder's the backup center. Mm-hmm. And then we have a lot of. Um, kind it seems of, like you'd have to have a backup center. I don't. I don't know that you'd want. Let's Allegretti do it. Only Allegretti, though. I don't. I don't know that you'd want to, but. I think you probably want two interior backups and Ryder. Yeah. They probably they could probably stick in Ryder at guard to, if both guards went down. Right. Or one of the backup tackles, I suppose, could slot into guard. Um, uh, Jerron Christian seems to be the primary backup tackle right now. Um. Darian Kennard, they brought in as a fifth-round draft pick. But he, uh, from what I've seen and what people have said, he seems a bit overmatched right now. So he's probably not, um, you know, maybe he's a practice squad candidate even. Seems that way. Or maybe they'll keep him around just because he's a fifth-round pick. They don't want somebody else to pick him up. Yeah. Um, uh, the other backup tackle right now who's been playing a lot is Prince Tega Wanogo, uh, who is probably going to be – um, and he's kind of com- competing with Kennard as the as one of the backup tackles. Is he a prince or is his name Prince? 
I think his name is, I believe his name is Prince, but I'm sure his mother would say he's also a prince. Right. Um, just just out of curiosity, curiosity if you if you had that fact ready to go. Uh, well, Prince Tega uh, was, he was born in Nigeria, so he's technically a Nigerian prince. Um, he was picked by the Eagles in the sixth round in 2020. Um, the Chiefs uh, signed him to uh, the practice squad early 2021. Um, and so he's, he went to, he went to Auburn. Um, I'd say that she, I'd say that I'd say the, the, the chiefs will try to keep Prince Tega around. I think they have him as a higher rated player right now than Kennard, but Kennard was higher draft was, was a higher draft pick. So they don't know what they'll, what they'll, what they'll do with him. Um, the other guys who are on the roster, Mike Calendo and Vitaly uh, German, I think, are probably both gone, and and who knows what if they'll. Uh, Mike Calendo is the back is the is the third center. Vitaly uh, Gerdman is the um, third guard uh, behind Calendo. Uh, Calendo they have listed as a right guard backup as well, but I think probably Calendo and Gerdman uh, are casualties of the yeah, roster. They still have what twenty two uh, players to cut, and uh, yeah, it seems like. Yeah, if you can get two from the offensive line, then yeah, I think, and they might keep ten offensive linemen, and we might keep nine. So I you know, read something recently that there was talk that they may only keep eight initially. Yeah, I uh, Arrowhead, Arrowhead Pride had an article where they thought that um, given the way the roster was um, shaking out, they might only keep eight offensive linemen: Brown, Tooney, Humphrey, Smith. Wiley as the five starters, Jaron Christian, Nick Allegretti, and Prince Tega Winogo. And then Darian Kennard and Austin Ryder would be cut. Kennard probably to the practice squad if if he would um, stay on the Chiefs. Uh, but Austin Ryder, if that would only be a temporary cut, um, and that um, uh, they would uh, cut him so they could keep Bell on the roster and move Bell to IR. Um, and then pull and, and, and then pull him back. Yeah. Um, which is an interesting solution. Um, as physical but, as the offensive line positions are, you'd think you'd have to have at least a couple of backups around just in case. Yeah. Just, I, yeah. It, it doesn't yeah. doesn't take too many injuries before it becomes difficult to play. The rest of the game that you're in, yeah, should there be more than you know multiple injuries in a single game? Yeah, it's that's also that everybody plays all the snaps, even right? Those are not yeah, like, that's that's what's different about the offensive line versus defensive line. It's like the offensive line plays all the snaps; yeah. they don't rotate like the defensive line does. So it's a different kind of position than really any other position other than quarterback on the offense. Where even Travis Kelsey's not going to play every down, but you know the center and the guards and the tackles ideally are going to play every down for you, right? And yeah. this particular group has stayed relatively healthy too. Um, yeah. So they may they may try to roll on that until they have some reason to think otherwise that. Uh, yeah. But they they're going to get through another season without. Without without any uh, you know too many injuries anyway. So if somebody of Ryder, Kennard, and Prince Tega Winogo are probably going to have to go. At least one or two of those three are probably not going to make it, but yeah, maybe those, those are the um, lower salary 
groups yeah um from from these uh players too so. i feel bad about not including colendo and gorman as possibilities but from what i've read they i haven't seen them considered starters or uh fighting for jobs or things like that so i think those guys are probably those guys are probably camp bodies at this point yeah maybe latch on the practice squad and can work their way up this is kind of what happened with allegretti mm-hmm. he was a, um, a late round draft pick as well as kind of worked his way into starting sometimes into you know getting you know, being the sixth offensive lineman in goal line situations, things like that. Right. He's, you know, playing fullback even occasionally, I think. Um, so that's that's offensive line. Any more comments on that? I think, uh, I think we should uh, move on to the defense. All right, let's move on to the defense. Do we, do we need to even mention the uh, special teams players? Oh, we could. So we, have... we know who they are, and they're going to be on the roster. Yeah, Harrison Butker. Uh, Tommy Townsend and James Winchester, the long snapper, yeah. are going to be on the roster. Bucker is kicker. All locks. No, no possibility of being cut, right? No, because they don't have any competition on the roster. So right. um, we might say that maybe Harrison Bucker technically has Justin Reed as uh, competition as the backup kicker, but I don't think anyone's thinking that Reed will supplant Bucker as one of the best kickers in the NFL. But it's nice to have a backup kicker because I don't know if Townsend really is a kicker or not, but if you have a backup kicker, this allows Townsend to stay as the holder. Right. Um, and, you know, Reed is an emergency kicker until you could, if Bucker got hurt, I don't see Reed sticking around as kicker for, you know, games after that. I think um, if Bucker gets hurt, you find another spot for a second kicker. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah. So, anyway, uh, those special teams specialists are definitely going to make the team. Now those are out of the way. We can move on to uh, where, where would you like to go next? Well, we can start um, with let's start with um, the line. We can start with defensive end. Sure. Um, uh, right now, it seems like assuming Frank Clark is a lock. I, I assume that Frank Clark is a lock. I think that Mike Dana is a lock. Uh, George Karlaftis also a lock uh, since he's the first round draft pick. Um, and, and, and played great in that preseason too. Yeah, he's played great so far. He's gotten sacks every game, just about. Uh, he's he's got a really high motor. It seems like um, Dana was a was a draft pick, um, uh, fifth round two years ago. Who's kind of moved his worked his way up. Um, Frank Clark, of course, is a very high salaried player uh, on the Chiefs, and he was instrumental in the Chiefs' uh, playoff performances. In the last couple of years, uh, kind of underperformed in the regular season. Sometimes some people have said, but um, he's definitely going to play as well. Um, and then we have um, uh, Carlos Dunlap, who was just signed from the uh, free agency. He's going to play. Mm-hmm. He's the, he might be the leader in sacks this year for the Chiefs. He had eight and a half last year for Seattle and kind of spot duty um, veteran. Um, and then we have um, some people on the bubble. I'd say the Chiefs keep you know, probably five defensive ends. Yeah, four for sure. Four for sure. Maybe a fifth. Yeah, Maybe a fifth. And the fifth, people battling for the fifth are Joshua Kendo, uh, Malik Herring, and um, Azur Kamara. I think Kamara is going to be is the is the low man of those three. Um, 
and uh, so it's, it's either Kango or Herring battling for a potential fifth spot, if there is a fifth spot. Um, do you have any opinions on whether it's going to be Kango or Malik Herring? Uh, so from uh, from the um, salary perspective, the Herring is the the lowest salaried of the group, so it seems like that would be the uh, odd man out. Kando was he yeah Kando, last year, right? Kando was picked as a fourth rounder last year, and you he know, had some playing time, I think, late in the season, even. But I'm yeah. not sure that he um, did a whole lot, though. Malik Herring was also signed last year. Um, as an undrafted free agent, he would have been drafted, but he uh, tore his ACL in the Senior Bowl. Uh, oh, so he played for Georgia. So it doesn't mean anything. That's oh, that's too bad. So I don't know who they keep uh, between Herring and Kando. Um, um, I think uh, Airhead Pride had Herring as. Um, the keeper, but uh, they say it's they don't they don't nobody really knows um, if they if the team thinks that they're like equivalent to each other. Um, you know, Herring's uh, two hundred and thirty thousand dollars cheaper. So if they're the exact same player, you could save quarter million dollars. You're probably yeah, and you might running. think, and you might think that Kando has a better chance at landing someplace else on the roster. If you think that's who you want to do, if you want to do something nice for him, think. He's a fourth round pick last year. He he's decent. He might be able to latch onto somebody else rather than the practice squad. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't know who they keep, but Herring from it seems like the Chiefs like both of them kind of equally. And yeah. one of those two though is gonna get cut at least. They might I could see both of them, but probably they'll try to keep five defensive ends because you gotta rotate those guys in and they out. Do. They so. do rotate, yeah. Well, there's usually two on the field at a time, right? So yeah. Um yeah, five seems like uh, yeah. So you have, you have two sets of two plus a fifth for Unless, to spell yeah. somebody, right? If yeah, or recover for an injury, right? Yeah, I think so too. In, in probably special teams and also potentially. Yeah, I think it's the same for the defensive tackles. You, you have two normally, and then you have um, you rotate those. Although you keep Chris Jones in probably most of the time. So uh-huh. So it's possible, I guess, they could only keep four defensive tackles. Um, but I think uh, it seems like they'll probably keep five. Although there's a lot more we have. Um, so right now with Chris Jones' defensive tackle, they tried to move him out to end a little bit last year, which seemed uh, to not really work out very well. That's what – then they um, – Right. They, Defensive, defensively, the team didn't uh, start playing well until they moved him back inside. Yeah. And then, and then everything seemed to go right back into uh, – you know, being a serviceable defense as a whole, right? Yeah, so one he, positional move. He needs to be in the middle. He's one of the best. He's one of the best defensive tackles in the league. Not named Aaron Donald, and maybe who knows if Aaron Donald's going to be playing the first few weeks, given his uh, practice uh, antics uh, against the was it the Bengals. They're, they're practicing against the Bengals, yeah. weren't they? That when he was swinging the helmets at him. Yeah. Why, why do they? Why do they even have um, like uh, uh, practices with other teams? It doesn't seem like they. Should probably do that. <laughs> she used to do that fairly regularly. When yeah. They, when they had the camp up in River Falls, you remember that? They, uh, yeah. They had that kind of cheese league that, that they uh, you know, would have Green Bay come in or have Minnesota come in. Uh, but um, yeah, I don't know exactly either. I guess it's more like a game 
than like a practice, but it's also the net, net negatives are it's more like a game than like a practice and other teams right. you, you do. Um, Tempers may run hot like a game then too. Yeah, yeah. It really did. And they do enough, I think, in practice. You, you see fights in practice all the time, even among their own, own teammates. So, right. Um, it does happen. It seems like every year Yeah. in several camps, there ends up being some kind of fight, right? Yeah, the Bills had some, I know, this year. They've had other problems in their camp as well, uh, given the the Mataraza situation and other other things going on. Yeah, that's uh, not great. You don't want to hear that. But uh, yeah, that sounded really terrible too, because they, they sounded like they, like they knew about it, but they didn't do anything. Like the Bills knew, like from well, the, I, I think a lot of other teams did too, and that was why he wasn't the first punter taken. Yeah, he was like he was like so above and beyond as like every other punter that was out there, but he wasn't the first punter taken. I was everyone was wondering. Why wasn't he taken ahead of these other two punters in the draft? Yeah, that may have been why. Could, it very well could be. Now, yeah. I guess they, the Bills did release him. Now, I guess right. He did release him. I guess we don't know whether he's, you know, guilty or innocent or or anything. But it's still pretty pretty troubling. Um, and yeah, the Chiefs punter Tommy Townsend. We don't we don't have that problem with him. We might have. Uh, he's not as talented as a punter probably as some of those other guys. But um, he's he's been. Yeah, you know, other than his long hair, maybe injured. Uh, he's 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 been a pretty good citizen for the uh... <laughs> that we know of anyway. <laughs> Hippie. Uh, so back to the defensive tackles. Uh, there's Chris Jones is going to stay. Probably Derek Nottie mm-hmm. also as the as the other starter. Um, then there's Colin Saunders, Turk Wharton, Danny Shelton. Taylor Stallworth, both Shelton and Stallworth were brought in as free agents. Um, mm-hmm. And then uh, there's also um, Matt Dickerson and Kil- uh, Kahinde Ojini Hassan. Um, I would say Dickerson and Ojini Hassan are probably out um, and potential practice squad candidates. Mm-hmm. That leaves Stallworth and Shelton as probably battling for the last spot. Mm. And if they keep that many, even right, if they keep that many, but they brought in Danny Shelton fairly late in camp. Uh, yeah, because what well, the, the Chiefs um, do have they would have two tight two uh, defensive tackles on the field. Yeah, they have a four man front, right? So, yeah, Shelton is a huge run stopper, mm-hmm. he's 345 pounds, good size guy. And he was a first-round draft pick by the Browns. He's kind of bounced around on different teams, but I think he is somebody that will plug up the middle. I think that Shelton has the inside track over Taylor Stallworth, uh, although Stallworth um, was was signed earlier. But Stallworth uh, doesn't have quite the pedigree that the Chiefs. I mean that that. Um, uh, that Shelton has. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's only 305 pounds, so he's, he's he's down. And again, I think if Shelton, if you look at him, he might be 350, 360. He's a really, really big guy. Um, and he's been a starter most of his career. Um, Stallworth has only started two games over the course of his four-year career with New Orleans and Indianapolis. So, um, um Shelton has been injured the last couple of years, uh, so he's um, been, but he, when he's played, he has started. 
Shelton also brings back the Samoan uh, heritage of defensive tackles that the Chiefs have had uh, success with, going back to Dan Saliamua. Uh, remember Dan Sal- you remember Saliamua? Oh, yeah. Um, uh, Shelton's mother is Samoan and his father is Peruvian. Hmm. That's interesting. That's an interesting uh, uh, mix. Yeah. It's Daniel Silupumoni Shelton. Hmm. So I, I, I think they're going to keep Daniel Shelton. I think they're probably mean Stallworth's the odd man out, but they might put him on the practice squad. Yeah. Those in, those defensive linemen get hurt a lot because of the physical nature of the game. But Right. Um, this, if they keep five, I think this is one of the easier position groups to say what the what they're going to keep um mm-hmm. what, what do you think andrew yeah i mean it seems like keeping five makes sense with the same reason to keep five ends mm-hmm. right so if you've got two two on the field at any time you can you're gonna swap two with two uh plus one more to, to fill in as needed right so yeah i think like shelton maybe as a specialist for like a short yard situation yeah um goal line situation um maybe you want a really big fat guy to uh be fullback in a um, Dantari Poe type situation, right? Uh, <laughs> I, I Shelton is a. I think I think they wouldn't have signed him so late, probably, or wouldn't have signed him if they didn't think that they didn't need somebody, right? Like him, um, they, and they signed him not out of like undrafted free agent status. It was a uh, they actually signed him, yeah, as an. You know, a player that's already been in the league, right? Yes. He got signed on August 15th. So he got signed two weeks ago. So I would say they want to keep him. Yeah. Um, yeah. N- nobody's like um, from that group is a super like, underage, very extremely young. They're all 26, 27, 28, 29 years old, right? From the group yeah. there. So nobody's, yeah. uh, nobody's very, nobody's super old. Nobody's super young either, though. So. Yeah, they're, they're they're all kind of in their prime, and uh, veterans, or at least young veterans, at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Chris um, Jones, just the just so you know, twenty nine point four million dollars due this season. Yeah, so he's they got a lot of money tied up with Chris Jones. So fourteen percent of the roster is his salary alone. Yes, so he's he's going to be three touch. You know, he's been all pro. Um. At least second team all pro behind uh, um, Aaron Donald, uh, but yeah, he's 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 had he had fifteen and a half sacks back in twenty eighteen. He's had at least seven and a half the last four years. So from a defensive ta- if you get that production from the defensive tackle position in the middle, yeah, that's pretty is good. pretty impressive. And so he's one of the top players in the league at his position for sure, and one of the better defensive players in the league. So. It's Jones and then whoever we can find to kind of piece around. Right. Um, how about how about the uh, secondary then? Should we move into the linebackers? Yeah, let's move to the linebackers. Yeah. Um, the, the Chiefs actually also have a good young linebacking core, it seems like. Um, oldest guy is 27 years old. The oldest guy is uh, 27. Yeah. Uh, uh, who's, the old, who's the oldest linebacker? Uh, Jermaine Carter. Jermaine Carter, he might be the odd man out, actually. Um, He's also the most expensive linebacker, too. 1.5 yeah, and that's all, yeah. What's his what's his cap hit? Does, does it say? Uh, one point one point seven seven. Okay, so that's a decent size, but it's not as 
biggest sum. Um, right. But the, I think the, start, the, the top two are definitely Nick Bolton and Willie Gay. Mm-hmm. Um, both drafted by the Chiefs. Bolton was the second round draft pick last year. Willie Gay was the second round draft pick, I believe, the year before that. Um, there's also Elijah Lee, Darius Harris, Leo Chanel, the third, a third round draft pick this year. And then there's Jermaine. Seem to like, I guess, from, from what I've read recently. Chanel. He's what? They, they seem to like him. Oh, well, they seem to like him. Yeah, they practiced him in the third round. So they, they hopefully they like yeah. him somewhat. Uh, <laughs> He's only 22, also. So. Yeah, young. Um, and then there's uh, Jermaine Carter and Jack Cochran who seems to be definitely the low man on the group. Um, he's listed as the third string. Um, he's the lowest salaried player on the in the group as well. Okay, so Cochran probably out. And then they'll probably only keep five, even though sometimes they start three linebackers, technically in a 4-3 defense. But given the way that most teams play now with multiple wide receivers, um, the team is in the nickel most of the time, so they'll have five defensive backs and only two linebackers. And so um, Gay and Bolton will probably get most of the snaps at linebacker, and then we'll have um, a few others rotate in and out, uh, depending on um, uh, situation, pass rushing, things like that. Uh, so from what I've seen, um, it seems like the Chiefs will probably keep Gay, Bolton, and then maybe also allegedly Darius Harris and uh, Leo Chanel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that seems to make sense. And Jermaine Carter, who was actually just brought in as a free agent, um, might be the odd man out. They get another uh, trade potential, though? Or um, or uh, I think they'll just have to release him. Um, I think they could trade him. He was uh, a starter uh, for um, Carolina uh, uh, for much of his career. Um, but... Um, yeah, I don't know if he has room. I don't know if there's room for him here. Yeah. And I, I know that um, like I was disappointed to see that um, former Iowa State Cyclone uh, Mike Rose was released earlier this week, too. Yeah, he was. I, he I guess was. there's been talk about him potentially making it onto the practice squad. Though. He could make it on the practice squad. Uh, I think the Chiefs have had, they have, when they drafted Chanel, um, they didn't really have too much room for anybody else, probably in the right. in the linebacker room. Um, and Mike, probably, Mike Rose was the uh, 2020 um, Defensive Player of the Year for the Big 12 Conference. Ooh. So, do you think they uh, they released him early so they could sneak him through waivers and uh, be able to pick him up the practice squad? That was one of the first things I thought, anyway. So, I, I'm kind of hoping for that that scenario. Hopefully, he'll catch on somewhere if he does, if the Chiefs don't end up, um, you know, trying to trying to grab him. Yeah, I, I hope so. He's a really solid player, though, defensively for, for Iowa State. So it'd be, can't always guarantee that they're gonna, you know, transfer to that those skill sets to the to the pros, but uh, you hope they will at least anyway. Yeah, he I, did. I, um, he was, um, I think, uh, tied for second on the team in the final preseason game with tackles. Uh, which was pretty good. So. so he seems to be a sure tackler, at least. He may, I mean, maybe not as athletic as some of the guys in front of him. Not quite as big, I think, too. Yeah. But yeah, he's he he was uh, that that um Cyclones defense was um, known for their uh, tackling prowess, and uh, at least getting it getting the job done, holding him up until somebody else can come over and finish the tackle, or just making the tackle outright. So um, they were it was pretty fun to watch that that defense was 
was pretty good for a couple of years there. Good. Yeah. They, they've had a good team the last few years. Um, they had some good running backs, Brees Hall and uh, yep. uh, David uh, Montgomery for the Bears. Bears, yeah. Yep. Yeah. So let's hopefully Rose will maybe sneak on in the practice squad uh, for the Chiefs or, or yeah, or latch on somebody else. So that means they've kept five defensive ends, five defensive tackles, five linebackers, mm-hmm. 15. Um, and then does that mean we keep, I think, possibly four corners and four safeties, or do we keep five? Five and four, maybe? Five and four. Yeah, which is five, which is four, something like that, right? I think probably five and four, because then that would make 24 total. Yeah. Probably five corners and four safeties, I would say. You probably don't have as many three safety looks as you do four corner looks. So five corners. Um, Let's start with the cornerbacks first. Sure. And Um, that still leaves um, for two extra uh, slots for the offense then, right? So 26-24 split, you think, for – I think maybe that's the way it's going to shake out because we've had a, we, when we've been going through this, we have a lot more questions on on offense than we have on defense. Yeah, injuries and things like that. So I think having twenty six offense might be the way to go here, um, or maybe even twenty seven offense. Twenty seven, twenty three. It's possible. That, that would be that we would only probably keep four, four and four, maybe for the first second tackles. Yeah, or four, four seconds. They probably want more for the secondary though, because I would say that's uh, in the passing. NFL, you want to keep as many guys as you can, especially in our in um, the uh, FC West too. The uh, very quarterback heavy offense, yeah, exactly um, division. But you also want guys rushing the passer too. Uh, so um, trade off. But I think you want. I think secondary is going to be important, and so I'd say probably five, probably five corners. Who's um, yeah. Jerry Sneed? Who's who's a lock for the roster? One of the best young corners in the mm-hmm. game, probably. Rashad Fenton has been very good when he's been healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, Trent McDuffie was the first round draft pick um, this year. Um, Joshua Williams was also. Well, it seems like they would give McDuffie a chance, even if he, even if they weren't happy with his performance in, in uh, preseason. But he seemed fine, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he does seem like he's, he's he has been pretty good in camp. He's on he's on a concussion protocol right now though, so it might be yeah. a little. Uh, but the first game is until September 11th, so that's that's a ways, right, um, away. So even if he's had a bit of of a concussion, he should be ready by that point. With the cut day, the final rosters have to be set um, Tuesday, right? Yes, August 30th. Yeah, so I think they'll probably just keep him on the roster, and then if something if something happens, they'll they'll make a. Uh, turn for it. Joshua Williams is also a corner. Mm-hmm. He was a fourth-round draft pick this year. Jalen Watson was a seventh-round draft pick uh, this year. What, what about the probably the best name on the team, though? DiCaprio Bootle. Maybe the Chiefs lead to keep six corners. I could see that happening, too. Um, got, Bootle had gotten some playing time towards the end of last season, too. He did. He did. He did yeah, out of Nebraska, uh, named after we assume uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. Uh, <laughs> that's what I assume. He was undrafted, though, out of Nebraska last year. He ended up um, 
he has a 4.38 uh, 40 yard dash. So he's a very fast guy. Um, he's somebody that could also maybe be seen as a returner, uh, I believe. Um, so there's Boodle. Uh, we also have uh, Chris Lamons or Chris Lamons, uh, although he's maybe kind of a corner or a, a center kind of hybrid. Um, although he was involved in that um, fight incident that Alvin Kamara was involved in, wasn't he? Oh, maybe right. That's what I remember. He was um, questioned by uh, uh, the uh, police. He, uh, he had uh, he was in, in connection with an alleged assault that also included New Orleans Saints running back Alan Kamara. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Um, Chris Lamont's turned himself in. Um, he's you know, he's got some legal issues right now, hmm. uh, but he was he was a good special teams player last year. He downed some punts, um, so Dave Tobe likes him, uh, but that could be a reason not to keep somebody too. Right, Frank Clark, Frank Clark also has legal troubles with his gun uh, lovingness, uh, yep. but um, he, they're not going to drop him because of salary cap implications. Right, but, and there's Nazee Johnson as well, who's on the mix. So you know, do they keep five? Do they keep six? Um, do they keep I think they keep at least five but I don't know if you would keep I think you have Sneed, McDuffie, Fenton are the definite three right and he seemed to like Boodle with his uh, playing time towards the end of last year and it seemed like he played quite a bit in the last preseason game too from what I, from what I saw okay um, but uh it seems like maybe he's the fourth. It's hard to say. Joshua Williams has kind of looked uh, outmatched in, in, at times as a fourth-round draft pick out of Fayetteville State. Uh, Jalen Watson was a seventh-round pick. I think ideally both of those guys uh, they would like to see on the practice squad. Mm-hmm. But um, they're probably not going to be able to stash both of them there. Um well, Williams was a fourth round pick. Watson was a seventh round pick out of uh, Washington State. So he played at a little bit bigger, higher level. Um, so I'm not, sh- I'm not sure what they'll do there. Uh, mm-hmm. They picked him seventh round for a reason, probably not. Uh, Watson is 6'3", 204 pounds, a big guy for a corner. That's pretty big for a corner. Joshua Williams is also 6'3". So they're getting some tall corners. Hmm. Um, Lamont is only 510. Um, Trent McDuffie is only about 510 too. That was one of the one of the um, knocks, against knocks, knocks against him. Yeah. He's such a good cover guy though, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah. So yeah, how many corners do you think they'll keep? Five, six? Probably five, what I would assume. So you would say they would probably try to keep Boodle as yeah. number four and then one of Williams or Watson. Or Lamans? Is it Lamans or is it Lamans? Or... I heard them say Lamans. Really? On TV, but I was think I would think it was Lamans, but yeah, say Lamans on on TV at one point during, right. during the broadcast. Hmm. But I don't know if that's uh, accurate or not. I don't remember. I remember hearing his. I, I thought I heard his name was Lamans last year, but I'm not quite sure. It's sort yeah. of like the uh, question: What is Travis Kelsey's pronunciation of his name? Is it Kelsey? Right. Like, well, like, yeah, but I, I thought that one was funny with Andy Reid. 
because he just he just abbreviates everybody. It's a Kels, it's just a short but, version. But did right? you but did you but, but no, but you, did you see that his uh brother said it was actually pronounced Kels in an interview, but we they weren't sure whether it was real or fake. I wouldn't I wouldn't trust any of that. But I don't know, Andy Reid. He just, I think he was just saying it like short. Yeah, I think Andy just, 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 just cuts it, it off. Like, just to make it one syllable. Yeah, it just cuts Kels. it off. But like, yeah. Um, but I think, though, that perhaps, because it's spelled K-E-L-C-E, so it might just be pronounced. Right. Um, so it's hard to say what these, some of these names are pronounced. Um, and it's individual, you know, I, I would have, I, I said Lamons last year, but I thought I heard said Lamons. Uh, this 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 past uh, one of the one of the preseason games, so I'm unsure about his pronunciation. Chris, yeah. I got pretty down pretty well. No. <laughs> Turns out you're wrong about that too. <laughs> Christ, Christ. Anyway, yeah. Uh, but yeah, um, from, from salary wise, though, uh, Watson and Johnson are the two low um, financial burdens, I guess, for the team. Anyway, so they're seemingly the more likely to go. Um, you know, practice squad or, or or release. Yeah, I don't think they'll release Watson because he's a draft pick. I, yeah. think, I think practice squad perhaps is a seventh rounder. I would guess maybe they'll try to keep Williams because he's a fourth round pick. Mm. But it, it seems like he's been picked on a lot in preseason. Um, so I'm not sure what they'll do with him. Um, you know, you want your fourth round draft picks to be on the team. But right, <laughs> but once you get below third round picks, really, it's hard to predict what they're going to be. Well, the expectation isn't as high, I think, right? Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. And so, sometimes they do like to keep the guys around that that didn't necessarily play well um, in preseason to see how they respond if they if they bounce back or you know become more uh, of a sponge and take on more um, coaching. Then those guys are the guys that they really like in the long run. I think it's the guys that didn't necessarily play well and then have a chance to bounce back and see how they react. And then if yeah. they react the way they want them to, then they will find a spot for them. Yeah. And they, so, they've done that. They've got some history with that. Yeah. Is. So it's hard to say, well, they'll keep five or six corners, yeah. maybe up to six. But then if they keep six corners and four safeties, that would mean that they have 25 on defense, only 25 on offense. And then the offense has all those like iffy kind of question marks. So, but defense, uh, it seems like probably you're more likely to be injured if you play defense than if you are offense. You might want to keep at least as many on defense as you do on offense. So yeah, and a lot of and I'd say more defensive players probably play special teams um, for sure you know, than offensive players. Um, but that kind of varies. Well, um, maybe yeah, maybe we should take a look at the uh, the last uh, section here of of the safeties and then see see what we think after that. Yeah, I think safety seems like there's. It's a little. This is a little more cut and dried, like the like the other position groups, except corners. Uh, question mark. Yeah. Uh, on defense, um, safeties we have Juan Thornhill, uh, second round draft pick a few years ago, yeah. definitely going to be a starter. Justin Reed uh, came in to replace Honey Badger um, as the other starting safety, definitely a starter. Locks also uh, it appears as the uh, backup place kicker uh, as well. Very smart guy, Justin Reed. Um, he went to Stanford. Uh, he's a chess player. Did you know that? Did not know that. Uh, he played chess uh, quite a bit. Uh, yeah, he's a he's a um, athletic and very kind of brainy player. Um, not not and not just somebody who would just be called football smart either. I think so, uh, which is which is which is which is certainly what Teron Matthew was. But I, I think uh, 
um, Reed has more of the kind of classic um, brain intelligence. Uh, what, was, what was the score on the uh, Wonderlick? I don't know. Let's look it up. Justin Reed. We got a uh, what? Reed, Reed and Thornhill locks at safety, and then what? The next two guys down: Bri uh, Brian Cook, Dion Bush. I don't see a Wonderlick score for for Reed. Hmm. Maybe he didn't participate. He may not have taken it. Um, what about uh, Brian, Brian Cook or Deion Bush, though, for uh, safeties? Yeah, I think those are probably the, the two backups. Um, Brian Cook was a second-round draft pick this year. Um, Deion Bush was, I believe, brought in from um, Chicago as a um, potential uh Backup safety, so I think he and he's probably a good special teams player. Um, he's he's the oldest of the of the uh, safeties, a twenty nine. Twenty nine, and then we have uh, Devin or Devon Key and Zane Anderson as the uh, numbers five and six. I think Key is probably out, and let's hope Zane Anderson is out. He was um, really the kind of Daniel Sorensen of special teams. Uh, last year, he had several big mistakes mm. on, on both special teams and defense. I'm sure they're going to try to sign him to the practice squad, and he's going to get some late season playing time anyway. But um, I think those I think, I think, think those two are going to get cut. Yeah, what, uh, what, what happened to Sorensen, though? How is he not on the roster? <laughs> I believe Daniel Sorensen uh, went to New Orleans. Uh, and uh, got drafted, got picked up by the Saints. Fortunately, because Steve Spagnuolo loves Daniel Sorensen. Fortunately, Ben Neiman also was kept away from his from Spagnuolo's, uh, um, you know, uh, depth chart as well. Uh, so I think, in some ways, the Chiefs have addition by subtraction uh, on defense here. You know, they do a lot. They do lose the Honey Badger, who was very good, but maybe losing a step and not quite in sync sometimes last year. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think not having Sorensen, not having Neiman as a linebacker, uh, that really helps. Those were those were the two worst players the Chiefs had on on defense, at least the ones that were constantly being picked on and missing assignments and being too slow to cover guys. Um, so I think and Zane Anderson was the third one of those three amigos. And let's hope that he you know, he had a big penalty against um, the Bengals in the regular season game. That um, cost the Chiefs really the win because it was a, a it was a kickoff return touchdown um, by Pringle, I believe, and I don't think it, the the block, there was a block in the back or something that Zane hold from Zane Anderson, and I don't think it really would have mattered on the return, but yeah, cost a touchdown, and that was a close game. Um, but the Chiefs didn't play well in the second half; they kind of fizzled after that uh, play, and then of course they fizzled in the second half again against the. Bengals, which I still blame on Zane Anderson. I, 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 want, I want to be squarely placed the blame on Anderson. And um, if Matt Bushman makes the team, he's from BYU. Uh, we don't need to have Zane Anderson also from BYU on the team. Uh, Sorensen was a BYU guy as well, you might remember. Right. Um, like Andy Reid will be happy with one BYU. With having at least one BYU guy. Yeah. Yeah. So I think we have Thornhill, Reed, Bush, and Cook as the four safeties. In um, uh, the preseason, the Chiefs' um, frontline defense had been 
pretty great actually they um no points allowed i think all punts uh is what what was allowed by the first string defense so it seems like they're playing a lot faster a lot more aggressive um and uh, some of those yeah addition by subtraction may have helped there like you mentioned so far you know that's so far preseason i don't know that means anything at all but they did seem to be moving faster and were more aggressive for sure um so hopefully we'll we'll see that continue. Yeah, if you if you were in charge of the Chiefs, you would have um, sent Sorensen away a long time ago. I would have sent Sorensen away. He had he made some splashy big plays, but I think that was only because he had so many opportunities to make big plays because they were always throwing his direction. <laughs> so a wrong cl- a broken clock is right twice a day uh, kind of situation for Sorensen. Maybe two or three years ago, it was a little more that Sorensen could kind of come up with big plays and not be burned quite as much. But he was always burned uh, on big plays it seemed like even throughout his career um but not as often um uh he did not as often make up for it in the last year or two um that we that they, he was playing so i'm glad to see daniel swords go he was a although he did have some great plays and some big moments for the chiefs and he was an adequate player uh for much of his career but um i think the chiefs are defense right now is a little better off without him I know I always like to message you when Sorensen had a great play, <laughs> just to make sure uh, Yeah, my, my you, you were personally annoyed by the fact that Sorensen had a good play. I knew that you were annoyed. By, <laughs> I was annoyed by Sorensen. I was annoyed by me. Uh, those are my two uh, negative players. Sorensen and who? Ben Neiman. Ben, oh, yeah. They were, they were not quite up to the level of my distaste for uh, Jordan Love or Taysom Hill uh, on <laughs> other teams. But as, as far as the Chiefs went, they, they were my – the thorns in my side. Yes. Yes, exactly. So, does that wrap up our... I think so. I think, I think that covers it pretty well. Yeah. We'll see what ends up shaking out. We'll know on Tuesday what happens. Yeah. With the roster, um, whether they keep more offensive players or more defensive players, what they're going to do about the quarterback situation, what they're going to do about the tight end situation, given the injuries. Right. Um, I think the offense is a little more up in the air than the defense. Uh, at this time so maybe we should judge how how well we've uh, done this by how many player how many offensive players how many defensive players we think the final split's going to be maybe that's that's what we should i think it's gonna be 25 25 oh um, really i do i think i think they'll drop one of the tight ends i think they'll only have nine offensive linemen uh, so the nine plus three is 12 um that leaves room for Three quarterbacks, four running backs, and six wide receivers. So that's 25. Six plus three plus four, uh, 13, and then plus three plus nine, 12, 25. One plus two plus two plus one. <laughs> you remember from Clue. Yes. One of our, one of our classics. Um, what do you what do you think um i, I think we'll probably end up with, I, I think the because there's so many wide receivers that i think they like and they are a pass heavy team i think they're gonna end up with one more receiver than, than we probably assume we think, oh, interesting. I, think, I think it'll be a 26 24 split we might we might guess so that means they might only keep four ends or tackles or four maybe four ends or tackles maybe possibly uh yeah, I'm not. I'm not great at predicting what the uh, uh, defensive 
because I can't evaluate the de- the defense as well. You know, it's statistically it's not easy to like. It's harder to see. Yeah, it's harder to see what their contributions are unless they're making bad plays. And you right. Say, oh, yeah, better Zane Anderson. Let's just get rid of him. I um, really only like to judge after I see somebody do something terrible. Yeah. <laughs> to know that person isn't good. Kick the person down at, at their worst moment. Yeah. 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 Kick them while they're down at their worst moment. I guess is what I meant to say. Is that not what you did say? I. I meant to say that. I mean, maybe it came it was close anyway. That's yeah. how I, that's how I heard it anyway. So whatever. That's fine. <laughs> we'll not edit that part out. <laughs> no, it's staying in for sure. <laughs> All of this is staying in. Well, we had to, uh, other other than uh, a couple of uh, um, misstatements and grammatical miscues, we we've had a pretty good overview, I believe, of the Chiefs roster, and we'll see what what happens on Tuesday when they go down to fifty three from seven from seventy five. Um, 22 guys will be unfortunately looking for new jobs or trying to latch, latch on to the practice squad. Um, it's a tough game, tough world out there, not just on the field, but off the field for these guys. And it's hard, you know, we treat them as if uh, they're just uh, people that we can, you know, shuffle around as like, like cards, but, you know, they're actually human beings uh, that have hopes and fears and dreams and all sorts of things like that. So, um, you should. I would feel bad even for Zane Anderson if he, you know, were were, were cut. Even though uh, mm. as a football player, he's 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 caused me a bit of grief. Um, um, so I wanted to I wanted to say that to be uh, to be fair. But anyway, this has been the morning track power hour. He has been Dr. Aderscaff. I am Dr. Michael Lerman, once and for all. And uh, please like and subscribe to our podcast galaxy of channels that, that we have uh, that we have now apparently, uh, and also or watch our YouTube channel. Uh, we'll still we'll still be on there if you want to see our shining faces as we discuss the issues of the day and the issues of some other day. And with that, we bid you adieu. Good day. Fantastic. Fantastic. I nailed that one.